single thing is going right for Miami. Goran Dragic injured his uh, left, left foot. foot. Yeah. Jimmy Butler's got a sprained left ankle. Bam has got a bad left shoulder. Rondo dribbles into the paint. Bounce pass to a cutting LeBron who dunks. Wow, what a dunk. The Los Angeles Lakers take game one of these NBA Finals. A dominant victory led by their two stars. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the We Can Do Better podcast. Welcome back to season four. This is episode five. Daniel, I'm not feeling too hot about the Miami Heat after game one of the NBA Finals. I'm just not. Yeah, I'm not either. The Heat is the heat is not on right now, especially after game one. You know, it was, uh, <laughs> it was tough to watch. It was tough to watch, especially our top three players getting injured. That's always hard to watch, too. You know, Jimmy Butler twisting his ankle, Goran Dragic stepping on the foot of an opposing player and tearing a muscle in his foot, and then Bam Adebayo hurting his shoulder after drawing a foul on Dwight Howard. Both Goran Dragic and Bam Adebayo did not return after getting seen and, you know, walking off to go into the locker room. They're doubtful for Game 2, I don't know what did you what did you take from last night though? It was uh, definitely a roller coaster, uh, a quick going up, a very long going down. I think the Los Angeles Lakers are not that much better than the Miami Heat, where they can steamroll them, shooting three point shots at the rate that they were hitting them. I mean, they finished shooting around fifty percent from three, maybe a little bit lower because they missed a good amount in the second half. But in the first half, Contavious Caldwell Pope was knocking them down. Rajon Rondo was knocking them down. Everybody was knocking them down. The Miami Heat's best shooter, arguably the best shooter in this year's NBA playoffs, Duncan Robinson, a zero-burger, Daniel, a zero-burger. He scored zero points. The Miami Heat's only real good shooter in Game 1 was probably Jay Crowder. Tyler Hero didn't have that good of a game. As you mentioned, Goran Dragic, Jimmy Butler, they didn't play that much. Actually, Jimmy hit a few threes. Um, and if he's back in game two, the Miami Heat have a fighting chance. But at the end of the day, Daniel, can you win an NBA Finals with two of your best players out? Can you win an NBA Finals when your only guy with size is out against probably the largest team in the league? I don't think so. I just don't. It's going to be tough, but you know what? I think that if there is a team that can beat the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA Finals, it's the Miami Heat. Listen... I saw Eric Spolstra's face throughout the whole game when they were showing it. He was in thought. He was in deep thought. I saw Jimmy Butler sitting on the bench going, all right, all right. We took from this game what we needed to. Did we get steamrolled? Yes. Did Anthony Davis put up 30 points or more? Yes. But you know what? It's one game. It's one game. We're going to come back. We're going to make adjustments. Our zone wasn't working that well. We weren't playing too aggressive, but we're going to come back. We're going to play harder. We're going to get on our defensive shtick. The Miami Heat is known to be a great defensive team. That's what we're going to do. We're going to limit those points. We're going to limit those three-point shots, and we're going to win game two. I genuinely believe that we're going to win game two. Duncan Robinson isn't going to score zero points again. Jay Crowder isn't going to be our only shooter. 
It's tough to have Jimmy Butler hurt. But even when he was hurt, he dropped over 20 points. So with that being said, it's going to be tough to have Goron and Bam maybe out. But either way, I still think we take some games. I don't know if the Miami Heat are going to win game two. I think that they might need to win game two. I saw a stat earlier today that said that every Miami Heat team that has won the NBA championship lost game one of the NBA finals. So that gave me a little bit of hope, even though that doesn't really mean anything. That's just a random fact. At the end of the day, you know, you got to play basketball against LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I'll say what I've been saying. The Miami Heat have better coaching. As you said, they are a defensive team. They are a team that makes adjustments. While Eric Spolstra might not make as many in-game adjustments as other coaches in terms of rotations, he definitely makes them from game to game. And we're, I mean, whether it's Solomon Hill playing for 10 minutes, maybe we're going to see Casey Okpala or Cal Alexander or just somebody with size, especially if Bam is not playing. I think that when any player is doubtful to play in an upcoming game, you know, you take that for its word. They are doubtful. But in the NBA Finals, if there's even a sliver of a possibility that a player can play, you might want to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I... I say that as somebody who knows nothing about injuries. I say that as somebody who just knows that when a competitor has almost reached the pinnacle of what they've been striving for their entire life, they're going to do anything they can do to play. And Goran Dragic, man, his foot injury. It seems like everybody, by the way, Daniel. It seems like everybody has had the injury that Goran, that Goran Dragic has had. Because I was listening to a radio show today and somebody said, oh yeah, you know, I had that injury i was able to play like two weeks later i was at work today somebody said oh yeah i had that injury i was able to play after resting for two days i'm like man everybody's had this injury before you know we have so many doctors in the world um but maybe the heat miss Goran Dragic for game two and then they get him back in game three how does that impact the finals i don't know i'm worried about game two i'm worried daniel i'm worried <laughs> yeah no i i think i think everybody in miami has a slight bit of worry right you know if Goran is out who are we going to play at the one you know we saw Kendrick Nunn just ball out you know in garbage time in game one if he can step up and start playing like the regular season Kendrick Nunn it's a stretch it's a it's a long stretch right I mean like you you really stretch the hell out of that when you ask Kendrick Nunn to ball out in the NBA finals like come on he shot 29 percent in the entire NBA playoffs where before he shot like 48 or something like that. We need somebody to step up in that Goran Dragic role. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. If you have players that are doubtful, especially if it's Goran Dragic and Bam Adebayo, even if there is that sliver, I don't think you play them. I don't think you play them because of this reason. Number one, the Miami Heat weren't even supposed to be here anyways. Right? We were the fifth seed. We were called out long before the season even started, long before the playoffs even started. Even when the season started, nobody thought the Miami Heat was going to make it to the NBA Finals. People thought we were going to lose to the Pacers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People thought we were going to lose to the Indiana Pacers with TJ Warren. Big whoop, right? Big whoop. The only reason we lost that last game in the bubble, by the way, was just to get a better draft pick. I'll tell you that. Anyways, Bam Adebayo is 23 years old. Goran Dragic is one of your best players on the team. Do you... Do you put both of them in a situation to where they can re-injure themselves even worse 
and risk the longevity of their career with the Miami Heat? Or do you take this one down and say, you know what? Let's regroup from this. Let's get better. We have an offseason to train. We have an offseason to maybe get some more players, get some size, right? Because if there's something that's lacking with the Miami Heat, we know that it's size. I don't think you roll the die for this one. I really don't. Nice use of the plural. Dice, die. Good job, Daniel. You know, sometimes people, they mess that up. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you got to trust your trainers. If Bam Adebayo or Goran Dragic is telling you they're ready to play, but the trainers are saying that they could easily re-aggravate this injury and be out for the entire next season, it's not worth it. And I tell you that, especially after watching what happened to Kevin Durant with the Golden State Warriors, he rushed back from an injury, he comes back, he's a great one quarter in the NBA Finals, and then he tears his Achilles. He misses the entire next season. I would rather we lose the Finals and you know get back a healthy bam in particular for next season because at the end of the day daniel this isn't only about this season this is about the next 10 15 seasons i said it earlier today i think this miami heat franchise is going to win at least two or three of the next 10 nba championships when you have that future core of bam and tyler hero when you have a great coach in eric spolstra and when you have a great front office and owner the sky is the limit as far as this series goes I still think that the Miami Heat are a better team than the Los Angeles Lakers when they are fully healthy. Right now, I don't know if the Miami Heat are better. I will say we have Jimmy Butler. And when you have Jimmy Butler, you have a chance because Jimmy Butler can play with anyone and win. I mean, you saw with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I know the Los Angeles Lakers are not the Minnesota Timberwolves, but we've all heard the story of him going against the first teamers in Minnesota and beating them with the third stringers in practice and embarrassing everybody. Jimmy Butler has the belief. And by the way, Jimmy Butler, get out of here with saying that, you know, we have to play perfect to beat the Lakers. Because I feel like you're instilling this form of doubt in the locker room that shouldn't be there. He keeps on saying, you know, I I keep on telling them, we have to be perfect to beat the Lakers. Don't worry about being perfect. Just worry about being the best you that you can be in that game. That's all you have to do, and you will beat the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, the NBA Finals, it's not different than the Eastern Conference Finals. It's just basketball. It's just basketball. If J.J. Barea could prevent LeBron James from scoring on him in the 2011 NBA Finals, I'm pretty sure that Jimmy Butler can. I'm pretty sure that Derek Jones Jr. can. I'm pretty sure that Andre Iguodala can. I'm pretty sure that the Miami Heat can. Yeah, you make a really good point. You do. At the end of the day, it is just basketball. However, I will say this. LeBron James has an even bigger chip on his shoulder than before. I think he does. I think he does. I know you're shaking your head right now. He has he has a big chip on his shoulder because not only is it just for him just to beat Pat Riley and just to beat the Miami Heat, but right now I'm going to touch on a subject that's it's it's pretty serious. Kobe Bryant died this year, right? I think that impacted the season tremendously. I think he's doing it more than just for him right now, especially making it this far. You know, when you see those, you know, bandages on his finger that say number eight and number 24, it's one of those things that's just like, it's in their head. When you see LeBron James getting on a player, just some role player, for not switching on a screen and garbage time in the fourth quarter, it's like, this man really, really, really wants this. Like, this is a chip that I haven't seen LeBron James fight for in a very long time, in a very long time. It's going, to be, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see because I do think we can stop him. I think the Miami Heat can stop the Los Angeles Lakers. 
But this is going to be harder than when we played LA in the regular season. Because in the regular season, we put up a really good match, right? It came down to like last minute shots between the two of them. This is going to be tough. People are more zoned in than ever before. Jimmy Butler, he said we got to win game two. I'll say it. We got to win game two. I agree, Daniel. And listen, if we were playing tennis right now, if you're playing golf right now, I would say give the give the trophy to LeBron James. Give the trophy to LeBron James. But this isn't a one-man sport. Sure, LeBron James, he's going to, regardless of what happens in this finals, he's probably going to average a triple-double. He's probably going to average over 30 points a game. It's his 10th NBA Finals. He knows what he's doing. Anthony Davis, it's his first NBA Finals. It's the first time that he's ever made it past the second round of the playoffs. He does. He has the same experience that anybody on the Miami Heat has. You look at the rest of the Los Angeles Lakers, and I'll say they're a bunch of scrubs. They really are. Their supporting cast is a bunch of scrubs outside of Dwight Howard, maybe, and Ray John Rondo. Other than that, it's a bunch of unproven players. And I'm looking at you, Kyle Kuzma. You're trash. I mean, a 20-year-old who's four days older than Daniel is already better than you. You're <laughs> yeah. not that good. Just because you play for the Lakers, like that doesn't mean that you're that good. You average 10 points and you play for, and you play with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Yeah, he pulled up Paul Pierce. He's, he started dropping a bunch of points with a garbage team. And now that a bunch of people are there, he's just getting carried. Nah, he wishes he was Paul Pierce, but that's another story. Damn. Listen, the Miami Heat, they need to win game two. I think if we have one of Bam or Goron, and I think it might be Bam, I feel like I'd rather have Bam come back when it's a shoulder injury than one Goron when it's a foot injury. I think there's more damage that could be done there. Um, but again, I'm not a doctor. Like, who am I? I also heard that Bam has a neck strain, so that's another added component to this. Right. If he could play with that, if we could just have his body in the game, like that in itself will make a difference. You know, not only is he going to be able to post people up, because that's not really the most important thing that he does. He's also a great passer. He's probably the best point center in the league right now. So having him there makes a difference in itself. I honestly think that if Jimmy Butler is fully recovered, or at least 90% recovered from that injury that he sustained in Game 1, I think that the Miami Heat have a very good chance of winning. We haven't shot well in our last six games. We shot around 30% from three combined in those six games. We had one good game. The Miami Heat are due. They are. They are due. And let me ask you this. We've talked about people's injuries. We've talked about what if we don't have them, what if we do have them. But watching the game, what do you take to put to the next game, to put to the next game? What adjustments do you think the Miami Heat need to make in their play to win game two? Because we saw a lot of mistakes. If you're Eric Spolstra and you're talking to your players in practice, what do you say? Attack, 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 and on offense and on defense. You saw it at the beginning of the first quarter. The Miami Heat were scoring on the Los Angeles Lakers better than any team has scored on them in the paint throughout this entire postseason. And that's just a fact. And it changed. It changed after the first quarter. The Lakers got the momentum. We had injuries. And honestly, we weren't playing at the same level of intensity as they were for the majority of the game. And they had way more talent on the floor than we did. When you're making adjustments defensively, when you're switching from man-to-man -to, -man to the zone, you got to run out to the shooters. You know, if you have wide-open shooters, what you're going to have when you go to a zone, when you're trying to stop a team that's much bigger than you, you got to run out to the shooters. You know, just falling into the zone itself does not make a difference. You have to run, run, and then run some more. And then maybe you'll force a miss and then get a rebound and then score. 
Rebounding. I mean, how much can we do there, really? Because at the end of the day, I don't care how hard we try. How much can we do without committing a foul to out-rebound the Los Angeles Lakers? If there's one statistic that I think that they're going to dominate throughout this entire series, it's rebounding. Well, we got to make more shots than them. We have to commit less turnovers than them. We have to be more efficient than them. And I think we can because, again, I think we're the better team. But, Daniel, I'm going to say, again, health. If we could get Bam or Goron back, I think we could win this series. Yeah, I agree on a lot of points that you said. I think another thing, too, is I, I we played a bit absent-minded. You know, especially during those rebounds and, you know, during people driving into the paint. I understand you want to play help defense and you want to slide into the paint and help the driver. But I've seen, I saw way too many plays where somebody, where Kyle Kuzma would drive in the paint and all of a sudden somebody playing on that 2-3 zone or maybe on a man would come in to help and he would just completely turn his back to his defender. Completely. And here comes Anthony Davis or LeBron James cutting in from the baseline for an easy basket. And when players are bigger than you, it's like, that's a bucket. That's a dunk. Anthony Davis dunking over Andre Iguodala, that's going in 10 out of 10 times. I'll tell you that. More so, it's the very simple things. It's the very simple things. From playing basketball for so long, I'll tell you this. When a coach t- instills in you is basics. Jay Crowder did a great job of that. Every time somebody went to go shoot a three in the corner or shoot a three at the elbow, he came up. He didn't jump up to go defend. He came in and he closed out. But something that we need to do better is boxing out. People, at the end of the day, if you box out players well, the only way they will get around you is if they foul you. And that was something that I just did not see a whole lot of. A big reason people are out-rebounding us too, and especially other people, like maybe like, you know, Contavious Caldwell-Pope or Danny Green or other players, is we're just simply not boxing out the shooters. You can't let that happen because that gives more players the ability to crash the boards to even out-rebound you when their bigs may not get it the first time. We need to fix that. Like you said, limiting the rebounds, making them fight for it. Get them tired. Get them exhausted. Have them work on offense even harder to get that shot so that they just can't play defense that well. That's how you got to break it down. You got to run them down. There's there's a stat. There's a stat that I want to say to talk about. Not really a stat, but it's it's a it's a commonly known thing. The Miami Heat have the most conditioned team in the NBA. We've talked about this before. To play for the Miami Heat, your fitness level has to be through the roof right? Their body fat levels have to be super zero. Your mile has to be like sub something crazy, probably a sub five minutes or something. We can keep up with the team. We have to make them tired. We can't be exhausted. They have to be exhausted. That's how you win a game. At the end of the day, they're bigger than you. Run circles around them. You're 100% right. You are 100% right. And at the end of the day, we're just happy to be here. We really are. We really are just happy to be here. We were the number five seed, but now that we are here, we recognize that we have the best team in the NBA, the best team, the best rotation in the NBA when healthy. When it gets back to offense, you got to trust your teammates. I saw a lot of discombobulation in the second half, Daniel. A lot of iso ball, a lot of guys not passing to the wide open man, a lot of guys taking contested three-point shots. I'm looking at you, Solomon Hill. I'm looking at you, Solomon. Listen, I hope he doesn't play that much in the rest of the series because that would not be good for the team. That would mean that we're not in a good situation. And I I will acknowledge that he did make that contested layup against LeBron James. 
But dude, why are you why are you hoisting up twenty seven footers with a man right in your face in the NBA finals? I don't know who you think you are, man. Like you're not that good. But at the end of the day, Daniel, oh my god. Can we just please win one game? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like can we just please win one game? I don't know why we decided that, you know, it's the NBA finals, the Heat are in it, we have to do a podcast after every episode. But it would make our job much easier. If this next episode that we do, Daniel, was after a win, because I really don't want to have to do this again. Why don't we just win the next four? Yeah, I Why? think it's that simple. Let's win the next four, smoke a cigar, have a podcast, go to Biscayne Boulevard, 601 Biscayne Boulevard, have a celebration, right? Heat in five. Mm-hmm.